welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast, iTunes' favorite Ninja Turtles podcast. Yes. <laughs> you, I'm your host, Sergio. I'm across from your host, Jeff. I'm still not other Sergio? No, 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 no. Okay. no. Not this time. Not this time. Okay. Maybe last time. Maybe okay. next time. Uh, I've, you know, here's the part where we, you know, kind of josh back and forth for five minutes or we talk about, oh, what's Turtles news? Blah, 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 blah. We have no time for that, Jeff. There's no time to act. There's uh, no time to lose. Th- we're already behind on getting this episode released. <laughs> get in the turtle van. We so go. let's let's go ahead and, 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 and get started. Uh, what is our topic this week, Jeff? The other half of uh, season one of the 2K3 animated series. Uh, exactly. You're, you're exactly right. Last time we watched uh, episodes one through 13. Nope. Nope. That's wrong. One through 12 of season one. Uh, there's a total of 26 episodes in the season. That's beefy. Yes. Uh, and the reason we broke it up that way is because episode 13 of the season starts an arc. And there was no way we were going to stop it in the middle of the, you know, n- notes from the underground arc. That it doesn't make any doesn't sense. doesn't make any sense, yeah. No. So we're just going to jump in. Uh, previously, you know, I took notes or Jeff took notes or we had st- stuff to say. I did not take any notes this time, Jeff. I got a little. I got a, I got some notes. Yeah, I didn't take any notes, and it was on purpose. Uh, not that I don't think note-taking is um, beneficial. Stay in school, kids. Read a book. I, I, feel, <laughs> I, I feel like when I take notes, I get way too granular with it. And I start talking about, oh, look at, the, look at the look on Mikey's face in this one scene in episode seven. And we don't need to be talking about that. So, um, so we're going to go through all of these episodes. And a lot, a lot of these are episode arcs. Like this one contains the notes from the underground arc. Uh, it's got the Shredder Strikes Back. It's got Return to New York and the Search for Splinter. So it's got a lot of two-part and three-part episodes. A lot of beef. There's, yeah, 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 yeah. Beefy, beefy episodes. They cover a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of ground that I forgot that they covered. And I kind of hate that we're doing this episode in this order because we haven't covered the Return to New York in the comics yet. We haven't. That's next issue. Not. I'm sorry. That's next episode. Do you want to postpone? No, this we're episode? not postponing this anymore, Jeff. While we just sit and read <laughs> aloud. Hi, kids. It's story time. And <laughs> just read the comics. Welcome along. to <laughs> Shellheads reads. Return to New York. Ooh, hey. And then you, the cue, the cue, the music. We both have like uh, wine glasses. And there's it's there's Mine's candle got, candlelight yeah, in the background. Yeah, we're I'm both wearing, wearing smoking jackets. Ah, dang it, you beat me to it. <laughs> we're 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 gonna cover Return to New York before we cover on the comics, which really bothers me. And I apologize in advance, but I'm gonna get over it, and I guess everyone else will have to as well. Oh, yeah. Suck it up, Buttercup. Let's jump right in where we left off. Uh, the turtles were basically back to hole. They had beaten the Shredder in the Shredder Strikes. In the Shredder Strikes, and then we had seen the unconvincing Turtle Titan, which was uh, the episode where Mikey was a superhero. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a filler, but uh, not bad filler like in anime. Yeah, which yeah, that can get very and just it's funny that too you use, much of that. Yeah, it's funny that you use the word filler uh, because I went through the whole first season and I noticed that just like in the original comic, there was one shots. Mm-hmm. You know, there were. Uh, uh, what were they called? Micros mm-hmm. of each turtle. The first season has basically a micro for each turtle. Uh, Mikey's, of course, being the unconvincing turtle titan. Uh, Raph's being Lone Raph and Cub. Donatello's being the king. 
Leo actually kind of had two. Yeah. Because uh, Leo had Tales of Leo, and he also had, uh, like, the first, was it the first Return to New York? No, The Shredder Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah, the first episode of that was very much a Leo story. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that was on purpose. You know, this, this whole this whole series was conducted by Peter Laird, and Peter Laird is, of course, old school Turtles guy. Mm-hmm. Setting aside a single episode for each turtle in the first season seems very deliberate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be wrong, though. It may just be happenstance. I don't know. I think it's, well, in in the context of the series, I think with there being so much source material to pull from, mm-hmm. and given everything that they strung together, I think they kind of just kind of, I don't want to say pieced it together, but it like they it all melted together like perfectly. Like a, yeah, like yeah, a, like and a delicious like, pepperoni pizza, <laughs> and they kind of put stuff in in a weird order, mm-hmm. but an order that kind of makes sense. It seems more, I don't want to say coherent, perhaps. Mm. I mean, they cut away some, of, they trim some of the fat. That, I that was, disagree. Oh, okay, maybe. Well, maybe like the uh, terrible car chase in that. It, well, one issue that you don't like. Okay, fine. Yeah. The, the one thing I didn't like, yeah, they cut out. But, yeah. like, it, the entirety of season one is kind of contained in New York City. Mm. You know, there's uh, the whole arc where they, you know, defeat the Shredder, and then there's notes from, from the underground, which is literally under, the, uh, under New York City. Shredder Strikes Back is New York City. Return to New York is when they come back to New York City, meaning there was only like, what, two episodes in Northampton, mm-hmm. Northampton which is a very truncated vi- visit to Northampton. Mm-hmm. And the search for Splinter is literally issue, what, three and four? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so like all of that is New York. And it's, it's like they were telling that part of the story mm-hmm. and then allowing season two to be the otherworldly adventures of the Ninja Turtles because that's how the season ends. Well, then I detract my chopping of the beef or chopping, <laughs> chopping of the fat away. It's, it, it's, it's, it's like they took all of the source material, chopped it up and then put it on a shish kebab in the wrong order. Yeah. But, but the it, order makes sense. It does make sense. It's still a delicious it, shish kebab. Mm, now I want shish kebab. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's, let's talk about the notes, notes from the underground. Parts one, two, and three is very apt uh, being around the hol- the uh, the Halloween season because uh, there there are things that work extremely well with with turtles is uh, horror works pretty well horror works really well uh, with the turtles yeah and um, we get some really good beats um, it's this. it's it's funny that you you mentioned that during the two K three series like mm-hmm. they lean very heavily into that in the Nick show oh yeah very heavily into the horror stuff. So we learned in the earlier episodes that they found a new lair. Mm-hmm. The lair is powered by crystals and there's a elevator that takes them to and from the lair. That's ground level. Like it's this real shrouded in mystery. Where'd all this mm-hmm. stuff come from? Kind of vibe. Yeah. Notes from the underground is kind of the story behind where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not in a hurry to tell it. No, they aren't. And that's what I love about it. Take their, take, take their I time. Don't, I don't know, man. Some of the stuff that they take three episodes telling and some of the stuff they just breeze over mm. is upsetting. Because <laughs> <laughs> as, as much fun as the notes for, from the underground story is, mm-hmm. it's v- inconsequential to the overarching, like, shredder story. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you could cut those three episodes out and you don't really lose much in the first season. Yeah. You know, you lose yeah. the whole where'd the lair come from. But other than that, mm-hmm. it's it, it lifts right out of the continuity very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the story, uh, they meet these monsters underground and they fight them because, of course, that's what you do with monsters. You should fight them first. And then you learn, oh, wait, these guys aren't bad guys. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that wasn't it the Foot Clan that, like, was experimenting with things? It's like a foot tech lab. Yeah. Yeah. And all of these people were actually, or all these monsters were actually people, and their entire world was powered by this crystal sun underground, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, like a really in-depth story yeah. for what is basically third-tier characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't, do, do any of those characters come back in, this, in the series? Yes. There's, is, is there a return to the underground? Yes, there is. That's, okay, okay. But that's it. You lift those two arcs out, yeah. and you've just shortened the series and not really made it any worse. Yeah. Oh, we get to some great Mikey beats in that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jump ahead. Uh, but we get to some great Mikey beats when we go back to the underground. Yeah, uh, which is yeah. great. I wanted to say it, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> uh, there's there are some good Mikey uh, beats in the first in the first underground series. Yeah. Uh, he, if I remember correctly, he was very scared. He's watching he's very, like horror movie trope scared. He's watching bad movies, which is a, a, a great return to the uh, the eighties cartoon. Yeah, with him watching terrible film, them all watching terrible films. But it's uh, Mikey's the bored turtle. He needs stimulation. He needs video <laughs> games or something to keep his mind going because a, a bored Mikey is a very terrible thing to waste. Mm-hmm. And so, what does he do with his time? He watches that one channel that has all the bad horror movies. And his mind becomes warped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and of course, him being a teenager and being mm-hmm. addicted to movies and mm-hmm. then being thrust into an underground lair with mystery monsters that are slinking around in the dark. Mm-hmm. Slinking? Slinking around Slanking? in the dark. Slunking? Mm-hmm. They're on fleeking around in the dark. Oh, no. Uh, no. Bad, Sergio. <laughs> bad. Let's see. The, the main monsters that they meet are Quarry... Razor Fist and Stone Biter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quarry being the de facto leader. What notes do you have on like the first notes from the underground? Um. Well. Uh. So it. Well, the beginning of the episode, you know, there Don's fooling with the crystals and everything, and he, I think Mikey accidentally uh, puts them together, mm-hmm. and uh, they start making sounds, and that wakes up the monsters. And I was like, um, what's happening? Uh, so it kind of alerts the set, the sound they're drawn to the sound, Ah, okay. that very high pitched, you know, humming. Yeah. And so they start, uh, making their way up there and then it trips the turtle alarm the perimeter alarm. And, mm-hmm. uh, they're like, what's going on? And Mikey's like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. So we, we, uh, we have a little bit of, uh, detective turtles yeah. happening. And yeah. um, we go and investigate. Mikey's, of course, like, oh, I'll um, left something back at the lair. I'll go and. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he wanted so, none yeah, of it. He, just he wanted none, none of it. Of it. And I love it. Very, very much, you know, little brother. Like, I've seen these movies. I know how this turns out. <laughs> yeah. One thing that, I, that I'm just going to say about this entire Notes from the Underground run is mm-hmm. that there's a lot of action. Mm-hmm. And you know how I feel about action. Mm-hmm. 
and I know how you feel about action. Mm-hmm. You're all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it seemed protracted and pointless. Like I'll give you that for this one, just because fighting the monsters and and, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fight them here. Oh, we made it. Oh, wait, no, fight them some more. Oh, yeah. we made it. Oh, yeah. nope, fight them some more. Well, you know, two minutes worth of plot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's fine. There's literally nothing wrong with the notes from the underground. I just think they're pointless. Yeah, all three episodes. All three of them. Yeah. Like they don't do much for me at all. Could it be filler? Would you absolutely be a bit of filler? Yes. Yeah. Um, and it should also be noted that, that, that there is no source material for that. It's okay. So this was completely there's, I don't know. I, in all of my years reading and watching Ninja Turtle stuff, mm-hmm. which is a long time mm-hmm. and is basically all of it. Mm-hmm. I do not know of a single story that this pulls from. Okay. There could be an argument made that the, underground crystal sun is a reference to that uh original television show one that had an underground crystal sun oh yeah yeah with you uh, know with was it dippy the diplodocus yeah dippy the diplodocus yeah, yeah. yeah. there uh, that argument could be made but mm-hmm. knowing how much peter laird disliked that first cartoon mm-hmm. and how he tried to make a cartoon that did not reference it in any freaking way mm-hmm. i doubt that's the case yeah uh, but again Episodes are fine. <laughs> they're yeah, absolutely I mean, fine. you know, they're not. Uh, you know, we get a we get a fun horror filled, you know, turtles adventure. Yeah, you know, uh, was it typically basically journey to the center of the earth? You know, turtle style. But they weave in uh, some, uh, you know, the genetics clone stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that we that kind of they come back to later in this season, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's obvious the 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 Foot Clan has been experimenting with some weird science. Ah, I know how to make you light up there, buddy. Yeah, I love that movie. Let's talk about the episode I really want to talk about, Jeff. Okay, the King, the King, and just like the Donatello one shot is one of my favorite comics. Mm-hmm. The King is one of my favorite episodes of the 2K3 series. It's beautiful. And it is based pretty much perfectly on the Donatello one-shot. There's mm-hmm. a few minor de- details that are changed. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's more uh, leeway at the beginning of the, the episode mm-hmm. before he goes to fix the shower. But he still goes and fix the sh- fixes the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, April warns him, hey, there's a dude that lives down there. You know, and and it clearly the king is Jack Kirby, mm-hmm. and all of Jack Kirby's drawings come to life because he has a has a, a crystal strapped to a pencil, mm-hmm. which still doesn't make sense. Uh, pencil topper, sure, know. yeah, sure, yeah. But there's a there's a beautiful dedication to him at the yes at the very beginning, which is uh, yeah. I was like, oh, it's a nice touch. It's very nice. Yeah, uh, seeing like. Watching these episodes back and remembering the first time I saw them, mm-hmm. knowing the source material, I remembered like the wonder of me going, "Oh, this, this is that, this is that episode. It's the same comic." Like, yeah, you know. And I'm you know, pointing out, "Oh, this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and all of this is real." And like all of these characters that 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 he draws, and they end up going into this this shadow world, you know, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a pocket dimension. Like a pocket dimension. Yeah, if you would. You know, the, the only thing that didn't disappear was the actual, you know, portal to it. Mm-hmm. He goes in, you go into it, and all of the 
villagers there that are being attacked by the monsters he he drew are clearly heavily influenced by Jack Kirby's drawings. Oh yeah, there was literally a Thor ripoff. Mm-hmm. Like the, Peter Laird literally triple like double down, triple down on the dedication to Jack Kirby that the original issue was. Oh yeah, in this episode. Oh, I know. In the beginning, we had a uh, a nice little uh, nod to the um, first Turtles movie when they get food delivered. Oh, yes. And then they disappear. Yes. And they're like, whoa, hey. And then like... It's like, we're ninjas. And like Leo's <laughs> up on top of the, you know, on top of the freaking doorway. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Guy is like, oh, use your uh, number five or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and then Mikey's like poking his head out. You know, from the chair, the guy's like does a double tag, and it's a teddy bear instead. I was like, "Oh, that's great! That's great! I I love that." So I forget. Again, it's been like a week since I watched some of these. Mm-hmm. They're living with April at this point, right? Yeah, because the um, the fo- they they spotted the foot kind of searching through the sewers for them. Okay, so okay. they didn't think it would be safe uh, to go back to their lair. Um, that is correct. Yeah. Yeah, like like there was enough like padding at the beginning and the end of the episode to mm-hmm. firmly fit this story in the arc of the entire like uh, season. Mm-hmm. But the core of the episode is absolutely pulled directly from that comic. Oh yeah, uh, and you know you say filler. Technically, this 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 episode is nothing but filler. Mm-hmm. But it is still one of the strongest episodes of the season because of how well it sticks to the source material and how good the source material is. Oh, without a doubt. And it also fits into this season pretty much the same place that the comic fit Mm -hmm. into the original comic run. Uh, It happens, you know, after they defeat Shredder. It happens around the, you know, Shredder strikes back period mm-hmm. while they're still living with uh, April before her apartment is burned down. So they, they fit it right in right where it goes. Yeah. Which yeah. makes me really happy. Yeah, it's very good. It's very well done. It also helps. They had like a lot to pull from and like, Hey, let's see how can we string this all together? And it just, it really just fits perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, and and just a comment on the season as a whole. Like, I guess one of my complaints is they covered too much ground in the first season. Because mm-hmm. if we're talking numeric issues, mm-hmm. Return to New York is issue t- nineteen, twenty, and twenty one. Ooh, you know that covers all of Northampton. It covers the death of Shredder, the return of the fake Shredder. It. The only thing it, the, the only thing during that period that they didn't really cover that is canon are the the, the missing adventures of in Northampton mm-hmm. and um, the their trip to outer space, mm-hmm. which obviously they're getting to in season two. All right. Uh, I was alarmed that Return to New York was so early. I, I for some reason I thought that was in season two or three. I thought it was a bit farther. Um, 
in as well. But um, I was like, oh, because it had been a while since I've watched these. Right? And and like canonically, Return to New York, there's not much after that mm-hmm. in the comics. Mm-hmm. At least not much that they touch upon. Mm-hmm. Um, the next, the only major arc after that, if you don't count volumes two, three, and four, mm-hmm. is uh, City at War. Yeah. And they do get to City at War. I don't remember what season is, but they get to it. I think it's either two or three. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, but seeing is such a direct adaptation of a comic book mm-hmm. and it working so well and them not really having to change anything. You know, there's they didn't make any changes to the core story at all. Mm-hmm. They added some stuff, added some, you know, flair here and there. Um but it's basically the same thing. Yeah, and, that's, and that's really refreshing and really nice. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, so I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go on record and say this basically is the gold standard. Yes. Um, as far as adaptations go, I think this is hands down the best. This show or this episode? I would say the, the, the show. Okay. Before it gets crazy. Well, we don't count those years. Yeah. So <laughs> there is there is a definite line in the sand mm-hmm. in this series where when you pass it, you know that you've gone too far. Mm-hmm. But that's that's further down the that's road. further down the road, and further we'll get down there. The road, you know, but it and it really it it bothers me. I mean, it's it, and it's all it's an all fandom. You've got people that hate the show, which again doesn't make sense to me because it's from the original source and it's basically adapting the original material. Yeah. It drives me insane. It's hard to find someone who just likes Ninja Turtles. Usually it's, Oh, I really liked the cartoon or, Oh man, those Mirage cartoons or those Mirage books are the, the, are where it's at. I grew up with the two K three series. It's my, it's, it's the only one that matters. And nowadays you have those, these kids who have never seen the the old one, don't even know it exists. And they're the, the Nickelodeon cartoon is all they have. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good, you know, one to have, I would put that in number yeah. two. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's hard to find someone who just across the board is like, you know what? All this is pretty good. Yeah. Like even me, I'm like, yeah, next mutation trash. And you don't, and the thing is you don't have to love all of it. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's no la- rule. That's like, if you like one, you must like all. Like, yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Let's I, move on. Yes. Cause we're getting way sidetracked. Sorry. The shredder strikes back. I've watched this episode so many times. So many times? So many we times. We just talked about this comic book. We too. did. We did. Just like The King, this one is, the first one is very much based on a comic book. Mm-hmm. The comic book that it's based on is the Leo Micro. And just like the Leo Micro, most of it is fighting. Most of it is a is is Leo versus an army of foot ninjas. Mm-hmm. Uh and it basically is just the announcement to the turtles, hey, this guy ain't dead. Pretty much. You know, they took 22 minutes to tell us. <laughs> yeah. And we already knew it as viewers. Mm-hmm. Turtles did not. Yeah. Um, Leo was, of course, he was he was out patrolling, trying to figure out what the, you know. Uh, morning training. For, I'm sorry, morning training, yes. Yeah. But he was he's always curious as to what the Foot Clan are doing because, you know, they're, they can't go back home because yeah. of the Foot Clan. Mm-hmm. Well, he's attacked, and what what were they doing back at at April's? (laughs) Sleeping and eating, (laughs) which uh, 
Which is how they do. (laughs) 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 You know, just um, being being real teenagers. Yep. And just like being gassy and being just annoying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this was a very nice little little, little touch. It's like a calm before the storm. Yeah. Absolutely. And and Leo doesn't get that calm. No, he doesn't. Um, there, of course, there are alterations uh, to this episode uh, versus the comic. Mm-hmm. My my biggest beef, it still works, mm-hmm. but I would have much. I I think I would have I would have liked it to um, instead of rain, yeah, have been snow. Instead, I well, mean, it, it wasn't set during Christmas. It was, yeah, like the the Leo micro was set during Christmas, so yeah. snow made more sense. Yeah, but. Still, I mean, but it, it works for yeah. what it is because it, it's 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 an extremely with with the beats and everything. Okay, I do love action, but like saying there's not a whole lot of story with action, but with this, you get a beautiful blend, and the whole series I think is a beautiful blend of both. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with Leo, this this episode barely any talking from leo as you go uh, yeah, through and yeah it's like a traditional black and white samurai film mm-hmm. uh let's see we get our first look at the foot elite guard Ooh, oh some bad mothers which which i guess just canonically speaking those are shredder's personal guard yeah yeah like they are the you know they are who you see. They're the black belts, I guess. Who you aspire to be mm-hmm. in 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 the Foot Clan? Yeah. And then we get our first peek at the um, Foot Tech Ninjas. Oh no! Wait! No! 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 no, 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 no that, that was. That was the, I'm sorry. Uh, the Foot Tech Ninjas come back. That is correct. Yes. And we get a beautiful, just blind fight with Leo. Like I know where you are. Like I'm just going. You know, mm-hmm. turn that bandana sideways. And figure out, yeah, yeah, find you daredevil style. It's it's it, like it's fun how they have to. I don't want to say pad the story, but they they have to find ways to make it last twenty two minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it would not take twenty two minutes to read the the Leo micro. Mm-hmm. Period. It, it just wouldn't. It's there's yeah. no words in it. Uh, they have to find a way to make it last. Yeah, and all of it was it was just very high quality action with very high stakes. Extremely high. Stakes. No one was coming to rescue him. Mm-mm. Nobody. You know, the the other turtles were getting worried. They're like, "Where is he? He should be back by now." Blah 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 blah. And right when they're finally like, you know what, something's probably up. Yeah, he gets thrown through the window mm-hmm. and shocks the crap out of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Which is that I've said this before. One of my favorite moments. Yeah. You know, it's it, it it's it's so well told in both the comic and this episode mm-hmm. that I love it. I, I absolutely too. love it. I do too. That's pretty much that's where that episode ends, and it bleeds directly into which I what was it episode issue ten, issue ten, yeah, it's issue ten. Immediately following the, the the events of that, you go into what is basically the second act of the movie. Yeah. Because the second act of the movie is Raphael gets thrown through the window and they have to fight out of second time around. Second mm-hmm. time around burns down and they flee to Northampton. Mm-hmm. But with no shredder. Tatsu shows up with the foot ninja. 
That's true. Instead. Yeah. So. Yeah. Shredder was there in the comic. Yeah. Um, and he shows up here too. And he, you know, he makes his big reveal, you know, I'm still alive. Um, Casey shows up just like he did in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like he did in the comic, he threw some goongalas in there. Yeah. Just like he did in the comic. Oh yeah. The adaptation here again is very strong. It's very, very coherent, very sticks to the original story. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, they do their best to make it last 22 minutes. You know, them having to fight, go down the stairs, fight some more, call back up to the stairs. Oh, are you coming? Are you coming? No, you carry Leo, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, they protract that out as far as they can, as, as much as they can get away with. Mm-hmm. In all actuality, the uh, Shredder Strikes Back could be one episode. It could. You could cut a good 17 minutes out of just fighting. Mm-hmm. I think that it would have been tough to digest. Yeah. And you wouldn't have had the same impact of the Leo fight if that was done, yeah. but it's possible. Mm-hmm. But I think it was integral because you see how worn down he is from that fight. Cause like he's yes. really giving it his all, but you got, it's like in a video game. Okay. These grunts aren't working. Send in the next wave. I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. they ain't working either. Wave three. I was like, Nope. <sighs> wave four. Yeah. That's when you bring in the big guns. Yeah. Or and, the big Huns. Uh, ah. Yeah. Hun was just kind of sprinkled through all of these episodes. Yeah. It's kind of a reminder. I'm still here. Yeah. Big I'm dude. still here. I'm the size of a, you know, freaking Manhattan. Yeah, I'm still here. Walking around with a rat tail. Yeah. Haircut, yeah. you know. I don't just, I don't think he did anything that important other than just be a, a nuisance. Yeah. Um, but he was there. Yeah. And the, the second episode of this arc or of these of this pair of episodes has a really bad case of, oh no, he's in trouble. Go help. Oh no, he's in trouble. Go help. Yeah. Oh no, she's in trouble. Go help. Oh, and just jumping back and forth between who's in trouble right now. Yeah. And it's easy to follow. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's ex- executed as well as I would want it to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's again, it's, that sounds like a complaint, mm-hmm. but when you have to make a 22 minute episode, you're going to have some of that, right. especially as a kid's, as a kid show. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite moments, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, Hey, let's, uh, let's get out downstairs. They're not going to be down there. And they open the door. Who's waiting on them. No. That's not a, it's not pizza delivery. <laughs> uh, it's not Chinese takeout. It's, uh, it's the foot elite. Yeah. And they're like, Ooh, nice hats. Nice. Oh, the and nice then, hats. And it's, oh my God. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> and then Mike goes back up. Uh, we don't want to go down there. It's like Donnie's like, eh, goes down there, looks around. Ooh, nice hats. You have a nice hat. <laughs> <laughs> and back out again. <laughs> and the raft comes in. Hey, nice hats. <laughs> yep. And everybody starts kung fu fighting. Um, yep. 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 And uh, that was uh, that little that little break in the uh, the drama there. There's some real tension at the end of this episode mm-hmm. uh like re, like a lot you know the turtles splinter april and casey are all trapped in this closet and not, not only are they, are they trapped the foot has set the building on fire mm-hmm. you know they've Much set the building fun. on fire and cut the gas line it's going to explode any minute now yeah much like in the comic although he used a uh they used a bomb Yes. Yeah, in, the, in the comic. Yeah. I believe, I, if I remember correctly, it was a bomb. Uh, either way. Very similar. The building is trash. They're, they're, going to, they're going to die if they don't do something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we don't really find out what happens until the next episode. Mm-hmm. This this episode ends with second time around and April's apartment exploding in a. Be- I hate to say a explosion is beautiful, but it was a beautifully animated. It was explosion. It, was. it felt visceral. It's it felt big, mm-hmm. uh, and we also see uh, the return of those mysterious characters. The what are they? The the guardians they look like a uh, space disco ninjas or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there, there's clearly a bunch of different influences going into the guardians characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the guardians see the explosion from far away, and they're like, ah, snap. Leonardo was a buddy of ours and he's yeah, dead now. Yeah. And we still don't know much about the guardians at all. So yeah, it ends on a big cliffhanger. Obviously they're not dead. Yeah. Duh. Um, but it bleeds directly into their trip to Northampton. Uh, it's revealed in the next episode. Hey, they're not all dead. They snuck out through an old, uh, basically escape hatch or whatever it was. What yeah. was it? A laundry chute or something? Something like that. Yeah. And so they, they get out and Casey's like, I have the perfect place for us to go, mm-hmm. just like he did in the comic, just like he did in the book, or in, in, in the movie. Well, it was, well, it was April's. Was it April's? It was April's. It was her old farmhouse. And I'm not sure why it wasn't Casey's instead. That was kind of a weird, that, that always kind of bugged me. I'm like, why was it April's place instead of... That's weird. Yeah. That's I, don't know, I guess it went along with her story. And I guess. I guess. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, they head to an old house in Northampton. You know, oh, grandma's been dead for a few years, so mm-hmm. it's kind of beat up. And we, we have a touching episode that just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Because there's a lot of different Northampton stories they could have told. You know, there's the untouchables. There's, uh, the, 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 the story that where April is writing her journal. There's the one with the superheroes, but there, there's several issues that we're going to be reading very soon. Mm. Uh, that, that happen in Northampton and they just don't cover them. Yeah. Or is there a Northampton trip for us in the future? Like me and you? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's a long way up there. That could be fun. It's, it's up there and it's cold. Ooh, hey. But I'd be, well, maybe, maybe. We'll see. Shellheads on tour. Yeah. And this Tales of Leo episode, which is the one we're on, the seventh episode that we're going to cover, it doesn't really have a source material. Mm-mm. It, it doesn't really, like, basically, Leo is recovering, and he's kind of in a, what is, is they don't say coma or comatose state, but he's in this unresponsive sleep mm-hmm. that all of the characters are trying to, you know, you know, knock him out of. I mean, he's mentally and physically just exhausted. Right. I, I think those were actually splinters words. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, and, and then, and, uh, and, um, not, not an addendum, but a previous note, he really tried to push himself in that, you know, getting, you know, try to, because he was seeing his brothers all get, you know, just yeah. beat the crap out of just trying to pull his strength together. He managed to do a couple of things. Yeah. And I was like, wow, man, it's just like his, his spirit, you know, very yeah. strong. Yeah. And, and, and they really made sure they did that. That way this episode makes sense. Perfectly. And it does, yeah. it, you know, and, and it, it, it kind of calls back to the recovery part of the movie mm-hmm. because Raphael was just beat down and was just, oh, yeah comatose for a while Mm -hmm. and then when he comes back to you know comes back around you know leo's like oh wrath wow you know but 
the three turtles and Splinter take turns telling stories to Leo that he may or may not remember Mm -hmm. from when they were younger about him either saving the day or being a leader or uh, saving the life of a fellow turtle. Like he literally saved Donatello's life. Yeah. You know, it's kind of an important story to tell there. Very important. Uh, And we get to see the adorable baby turtles. We do. And we, we just get to see moments where the turtles look up to their brother. Mm-hmm. You know, you look up to your master because he's, you know, he's, he's the sensei, he's the master mm-hmm. splinter, but the three other turtles just acknowledging that Leo is the leader, Raphael admitting in this episode that at first he wanted to be the leader, mm-hmm. but when he realized he's not cut out for it and that Leo is the one like, that's kind of a, a, a personal revelation for Raphael yeah. and it and him being able to admit that in this episode directly to Leo, whether he heard him or not mm. is important to Leo's character. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the, the three stories are, they're short, they're to the point, mm-hmm. they get the job done and it's a, it's a nice break from the action th- that was the previous two episodes. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I really enjoyed it um, a great deal because, you know, uh, just something about the light, you know, being being up in the woods in a farmhouse, you know, it has that kind of like that rustic charm, you know, to it. It should also be noted that the Shredder and Baxter are also in this episode. Uh, Basically, the Shredder's like, hey, we can't find confirmation that these turtles are dead. We did all this. We blew up their building. We can't prove they're dead. Baxter Stockman shows up in his next form. Can I tell him? You go for it. He shows up in some kind of like weird, like it's not a wheelchair. It is. It's like a hovery wheelchair. Hovery like uh, I don't know. It looks like I'm like he's looked like Lieutenant Dan with no legs. Oh like, yeah. Does he have legs? Were they cut off? They missing don't go. A, they don't go that deep into it. They don't. He's missing his left hand. He's been mutilated, and his left eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and he's in a. He's got a neck brace. I'm like, did they break his neck? Like at, at this point, Baxter's story is getting excessively tragic. It is. Like he's just a torture doll for the for the for the Foot Clan, and it doesn't dull his sarcasm. One bit. It's like, and it hey, only sharpens his drive. I'm I'm missing probably both my legs, mm-hmm. an eye, yeah, and a left hand. But you know what? I'm scrappy. Yeah. So so through this whole interaction, I don't. I, I now this it may be this episode. It may be a different episode. I'm not sure. But he gets access to the the basic basically the Utrum body that Shredder pulled out of the uh, the bay. So yes, he has bestowed that. Yeah, which becomes very important much later in the season. Oh yeah. Um, but Tales of Leo, it's a fun little episode. Mm-hmm. But we need to move on because there's a lot, lot bigger stuff on the horizon. Big, big. This next episode, I just kind of want to glance off of because I don't like it. I'm not particularly fond of it. The, the next either. one is Monster Hunter. Yeah, and it is loosely based on a issue of the comic book. Mm-hmm. I want to say issue twelve. This this episode just is not very good. I, I didn't like the characters they introduced the the lady bounty hunter lady. That is a huge lady. Yeah, I 
I don't want to, I want to tangentially, tangentially, yeah, tangentially talk about this episode. Yeah. In that it bothers me that they didn't do more with Northampton, mm-hmm. and instead they gave us that. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like the arc is squandered. Yeah. Because they spent more time in Northampton in the comics during this time. Mm-hmm. And they've even told better stories in other mediums. Like the Northampton part of the first movie is the most impactful part of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the growth section. And they just kind of skim right off of it and go back to New York. I don't know. I don't know. No, I can just kind I of can, no, I get it. Yeah, just kind of a complaint. I get it. Let's let's return to New York. Let's just go let's go to New York. Let's go back. It's time to go back. So at the end of Monster Hunter, you know, Leo is recuperated. Mm-hmm. Apparently they've been there a while. Uh he's apparently he's into metallurgy because he was able to make his make new swords hey. having his having been broken by uh, the shredder turtle's got to have a hobby like two episodes earlier mm-hmm. so he's all like let's go back to new york and finish what we started or finish what shredder started uh, and so that launches us into the next three episodes which are the, is the return to new york uh, arc return return to new york was a three issue run in the original comics that was 19, 20, 21, I believe are the numbers on those. And it's one of the weirdest. And it's weird because the Shredder is back, but he's not actually back because it's not the Shredder. You find out that he's made of worms, and it's freaking weird. Ooh. In this in this run, they decide to go back to New York, and they find out that the Shredder's called off, off all the search for the Turtles because the Turtles are presumed dead, mm-hmm. which puts them in a position of power. They are then able to uh, basically infiltrate the Foot Clan headquarters. This is really freaking cool. Yeah, because no one knows they're coming. Yeah. Let, let me make sure I understand this. The battle shell was used as a decoy. Yeah. Battle shell? Is that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's used as a decoy by... by uh, like remote while the turtles snuck in through like a, a, a vent of some sort. Like, yeah, th- there was like some, some nice like ninja infiltration into this thing. It makes me very happy because this, this might be my top three favorite episodes of the entire season. Really? I've watched these so freaking much. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know if I like them that much. I do. Like they're fine. Yeah. There's a lot of filler in all three episodes. Yeah. Um, but they get in uh, during it. Stop me if you think of anything more important than what I'm saying right now, but they come across the mutant shredders. Yeah. Really ugly guys. The really ugly mutant shredders that yeah. were in the comic. So fine. You're pulling from the source material. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Given the story arc this season goes in, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Mm hmm whatsoever and i don't know why it didn't hit me until i watched these the other day Mm -hmm. but you find out that you find out shredder is an utram like spoiler alert Ooh, he's an utram do you do you do you really want to give it away yeah yeah because it's important yeah and it doesn't make sense for them to have shredder clone mutant things unless he's trying to make himself like a a A human body yeah why would he need one? Why would he need one? I don't know. Some kind of weird genetically altered. Well, I mean, so he wouldn't have to use the robot body. But the robot body would be 
better than a human body unless it in was every like way genetically super enhanced you know i don't know, like a super soldier or something like that i don't know I, i'm just spitballing comic comic book com- ideas you're right you're right it, you know it's it's just it was a cool call callback to the comic that kind of fell on its face mm-hmm. when you think about it for more than five minutes mm-hmm. so you know they fight these three weird shredders and defeat them um and they get all the way into the Foot Clan headquarters. Uh, all the while... Going through different levels like a video game. Yes. Getting progressively harder as you... The higher up into yeah. the, uh, the the uh, stronghold yeah. you get, which I like. Let's see. They they fight the, 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 the elite guard again. Mm-hmm. They fight the mystics, which are really cool. They're basically... Th- like Captain Planet's Planeteers. <laughs> yes, because they equally suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have a water ninja, you have a wind ninja, a rock ninja. They didn't ninja. say earth, wind, and fire together because that's a that's a copyright. There's a, a metal ninja, yeah. which was weird. That would seem unnecessary. So the, the, the five elements. Yeah. Um, uh, and and there was a nice rock paper scissors fight there at the very end where Splinter was like, "You will not beat my family." Yeah, with the sword of Tengu, which they right. had the whole time. Yeah, and uh, he didn't have time to use that power glove. Nope. Which I'm getting to that in a minute. Uh, but he totally does, you know, because the sword is 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 mystical in its origins, or you know, you don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But it does this beautiful like guile sonic boom it does like yep. basically forcing the mystic ninjas it shoots out the end of it and just yeah. i was like wow that's that's great he just takes them he's like you know what we ain't got time for this no we have yeah bigger fish to fry yeah let me get that sword yep you know just and boom. it just just and it burns his hands oh man he is Splinter in these in these episodes is just going all out, and I just, yeah, I love yeah. seeing it. So they they make it up. I, I, I want to get to the penthouse fight, yeah, because it's bonkers. It really is. It's absolutely bonkers. We find out that Baxter has been developing a, like a mech, yeah, <laughs> where he's piling it piloting it with his head. Mecha Stockman, maybe he, he is, his whole body might be in there. Somehow. We we don't know. We, yeah, we can't see it. Yeah, we can't see his body. All we see is his head, mm-hmm. which that's a callback to several different story arcs because mm-hmm. Baxter, throughout his history in the in, in the Mirage comics, always was trying to upgrade himself. Mm-hmm. And there was a point in Volume Two where he was just a robot with his with a his brain had been shoved into a robot, mm-hmm. and he was trying to beat the turtles there. Um. Uh, Oh, I can't wait till we get to that. It's really the only good part of Volume Two. Yeah, beside the point. We call it the deconstruction of uh, Baxter. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we find out that he's 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 been working to build this thing so he could defeat the Shredder. He'd been tired of being tortured. He had been tired of being disassembled, basically. Uh, and no disassemble. And that, yeah, and had convinced the Shredder here to hand over all of his technology ultimately making him more powerful than the shredder. So the turtles make it to the penthouse and they're trying to fight shredder and Baxter Stockman shows up and he's like, I'm going to kill all of you fools. Yeah. And he starts tons of arms. Yeah. He just starts wailing 
on the shredder just beating the crap out of him. And Mikey looks at the other turtles and he's like, so do we just need to go home? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, he he took him out in like two seconds flat. I'm like, let's get out of here. Let's skedaddle. We're let's, let's, job done. Ninja vanish. You know. Nope, they stick around. Yeah, they stick around. They end up having to fight Baxter oh. alongside the Shredder. Yeah. And then the Shredder's like, ah, appreciate it. Let's keep fighting. Yeah. And then Baxter comes back. Like like a horror movie villain. I mean, it's just like, or a, just a really it was like or a, or a, a you know a boss fight. It was like okay, I just beat him the first time. Like nope, nope, nope. Second time, I was like, oh god, I just keep tearing him down, tearing him down, tearing him down. I do love that because he's mm-hmm. annoying. Yeah, and I was like, we finally shut him up. I'm like what? It's very much nope. like the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, he's the Terminator. Yeah, but annoying. <laughs> Just a real cocky Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they end up using his own gun to shoot him, like, off the... the, the uh, He cut off one of his arms. Cut it's off like one of his arms. It's like a giant, yeah. like, uh, it's either a turret or a missile launcher. And it was like, oh, well, each each one of these arms has its own backup power source. And Donnie's like, oh. And that means this thing's still on, right? Yeah, it was like, oh, crud. <laughs> you know? And, um... You think you're done with him again? It's like no, no. Yes, he shoots him out the shoots back. him out the window. He keeps flying back up. I'm like nah, and then they, they finally get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'll be ba- he'll be back later. Uh, so they then end up having to fight Shredder. Baxter Stockman will return in Thunderball. <laughs> <laughs> Baxter Stockman <laughs> comes back so many times, and I love it every yeah, time. I do too. Uh, they end up having to fight the Shredder. And I wrote an I wrote a blog years ago, and the blog was entitled "The Top Ten Ninja Turtles Moments Ever." Mm-hmm. And I just pulled individual moments from different series. The moments may be a season, moments may be a comic book run. They may be, you know, individual little covers. Like it was just little you know moments. One of my top ten moments was Leonardo decapitating the Shredder. It was beautiful. I was like, this just happened on kids' TV. Exactly. I remember watching it live. Mm-hmm. I was at my mom's house. I just happened to be visiting her on a Saturday, and I saw it, and I was like, "What? Mm-hmm. Can they? Are they allowed to do this? Yeah. Are they allowed to have Leonardo cut the head off of an of, of of an enemy?" And honestly, I don't think Nickelodeon would let them do that now. You. Well, Nickelodeon, they, they got away with a lot of stuff. I don't think they would let them decapitate the Shredder. Without, Period. Without knowing he was a robot, that's they didn't they didn't reveal he was a robot till the next season. Mm-mm. They revealed that he was alive somehow, and he was able to pick his head back up, yeah. so he could be a zombie or something. But I don't think Nick would let them do that now. I don't know. A lot of shows do get away with a lot more stuff. All I'm saying is that moment is etched in my brain. Yeah, because it was Leo saying this. This is for what you did to me. Mm-hmm. This is what for what you've been doing to my family. You will pay. Yeah. And him just going straight up ninja on him. Just I'm going to kill you now, buddy. Super vengeance. Like it was a beautiful moment. All yeah. of it, all of it, all of this beautifully animated and, and extremely well done. There's a lot. Let's to cut break out. this down. Okay. Let's break this down. The Ninja Turtles in all like children's 
television, in the realm of children's television, have always been seen as completely altruistic, never kill anybody, like superheroes. Yeah. They're not superheroes per se, but heroes. Mm-hmm. They don't exact vengeance. They don't murder. Anyone who dies, it's either by their own hand or by accident, mm-hmm. or you don't, or their fate is unknown. Mm-hmm. This is a character making a conscious decision to end the life of another character. Yeah. Regardless of what happens, regardless of what, whether that character is, you know, a, a robot or not. Mm-hmm. Leonardo made that decision. And that is a character defining decision. It's pretty epic. Yeah. Because prior to this, you never saw them cut any of the, the, the foot soldiers. No, because you always see that, that stupid flash or it, like he punches the camera and that drove me nuts. I'm like, oh, stop well, it. It's a kid's show. I know, still, it's, just it's, stop it. Yeah. Just, just, make them, just make them robots. Yeah. Just yeah. slice them up. But it's a conscious decision to cut another, or cut a human's head off mm-hmm. is, is the decision he made. And it can't be understated how important that is mm-hmm. to all of Ninja Turtles history. So, I mean, now that you put it into that context, I really hadn't thought about that before. Really? But now I'm just like, oh, snap. Yeah. You're right. That's, that's yeah. pretty great. Uh, and, and, and the way that episode ends is breathtaking. It's really, really like just the, the fight itself is beautiful. Um, or it is very breathtaking. And then everything's on fire. And you see just mm-hmm. this big shadow get up. I was like, oh, snap. Is he getting up? Picks up his head. Puts it under his arm. Like a football. Just keeps going. I'm just like, oh, what? Yeah. And I remember watching that when it did air. Uh-huh. And I was like, holy cow. What is happening right now? Yeah, yeah. You like, know? at the time, I felt like they kind of neutered the moment. Mm-hmm. But then it kicked me. I was like, oh, kid show. Like, yeah. duh. You know, mm-hmm. this is how they get away with that yeah. by making him not be dead. But if you look at character intent, it mm-hmm. still has, it's still intact. It's still oh, yeah. an impactful moment. Mm-hmm. The, the last thing to really note here is that Splinter's missing. Yeah, he was, um, they, they kicked off the roof. Yeah, he was kicked off the or roof. thrown off the roof, or, uh, you know, and... um Leo jumped to his, you know, aid with a bungee cord or something mm-hmm. and um, saved him and put him on a roof to kind of get him out of the way. And they, when they're all done with Shredder, they went to retrieve him and not there. Yeah. There's uh, missing. Yeah, missing. Um, which, which is an odd place to put that, mm-hmm. you know, they're victorious, but obviously something there's still some like breadcrumbs to keep the story moving along. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh yeah. Now you have a much, you have, you have just as big of a problem with the splint with, you know, splinter being, being gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it leads directly into the next arc mm-hmm. and the art, that arc being the splinters missing arc mm-hmm. in the comics, which chrono- chron- chronologically speaking, it jumps back like what 16 issues mm-hmm. chronologically 16 or 17 it jumps all the way back to like issue three yeah but 
before we get into the resolution of that, we have to talk about Lone, Lone Raff and Cub. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, isn't that Lone Wolf and Cub? Yes, like, isn't it, is, that, it yeah. is a takeoff of that. Okay, yes. what, 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 what's... It's a very long-running, um, I don't want to say manga, maybe comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Samurai comic. It's um, it's just one of those names that I'm familiar with, but I know nothing about. Yeah. I mean, I'm vaguely familiar with it. Um, but it was a... I mean, we sold those things like crazy. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is the Raphael... Not really a one-shot, but it's, it's, the, it's the Raphael's lone story here at the end of the season uh, where he goes out and he meets this kid whose mom has been kidnapped and uh, he has to help him fight mobsters which it's a nice touch it's a nice little break yeah you're not fighting the foot clan you have to see some other uh unsavory characters in the city not the purple dragons no no it's just a mob like a mob which is cool yeah uh there's some really cool blind moments in this where where the the mobsters use some sort of flashbang mm-hmm. that blinds uh Raphael temporarily and he has to use the child the, the child has to be his eyes yeah you know telling him fight one o'clock six o'clock seven o'clock mm-hmm. uh, and you really get to see a side of Raphael that he doesn't show very often Mm-mm. and that is the protective almost like fatherly mm-hmm. here's why you shouldn't do this because I've lived it and it's bad yeah. You know, vengeance is wrong. Your anger is going to consume you. You're going to get yourself killed. And it's 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 almost it it's it's very similar to the Casey Jones episode mm-hmm. and story, except instead of him learning from it, he's able to impart what he's learned onto another person. Yeah. Uh, which is as angry as him. <laughs> uh you know, he's a little kid's a spitfire, you know, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. He's a mean little cuss, in other words. I I love that he just punched Raphael like what four times in a row. Yeah, squan the face. Yeah, yeah, and he was just a just a little bratty New York kid yeah. with an accent. Like he was ready to scrap no matter who it was. Oh, yeah. I say that we don't see that from Raphael very often, but think about think about the third movie. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah yeah like he did that in the third movie yeah uh, so. I don't know if that's a deliberate callback, maybe, but maybe a little. But, but it, it's more of hey, this is a character trait mm-hmm. of Raphael, you know, one that we don't see that often, one one that one that you don't think of when you think Raphael, right? So, I enjoyed this episode. I did too. It's it's another one of those filler episodes between arcs that helps kind of fill in the the backstory and the color of the characters themselves. Mm-hmm. And we get gangsters, which is always fun because these guys are just pure slime balls. So I was like, oh, you know, again, getting introduced to different, you know, uh, characters instead of just the um, just one set. But it's 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 refreshing and it's nice to see. Um, and that guy's you know the big head boss was not named Don Tertelli, sadly. Again, yeah. <laughs> The, yeah. the, the the fewer references to yeah. the old cartoon, yeah, the better. I know. There's a couple. <laughs> There's a couple, but yeah. Uh, and finally, the last arc that we're going to talk about uh, is two episodes long, and it leads directly into the main story of season two, and that is the search for Splinter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Turtles uh, have been 
looking throughout the town. They can't find it. Uh, I can't remember what the clue was that led them to TCRI, mm-hmm. but they end up determining here is a spot that we haven't checked. We need to check. Oh. What is it? I remember what it was. What they, was it? Uh, the, the Guardian connection. They kind of perf- they um they go back to the um the the exploded foot headquarters. Yeah, and they put like a fake shredder, uh, puppet thing in there, and they get word to them somehow that the shredder is back. They trick them, and they're like, "Nah," and they put a turtle tracker on him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, they turtle tracker this guy back to TCRI. And they, they're like, hey, TCRI, we know about that name. That's what was on the, 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 the ooze canister. The ooze canister that transformed us. Which, it's awesome that we still don't know where that came from Yeah, in this series. We have no clue. How many episodes in are we? This is 25. I mean, <laughs> you know, taking some time yes, to yeah. hook you. I, I love it. Um Obviously, we know all of the stuff mm-hmm. going into it, but yeah. new viewers well, still don't have that. Now, actually, from my angle, I had not read the comics still at this point. Really? Yeah, because I, I wasn't really into the comics or just comics in general. I picked a couple up here and there and stuff, and, so we, and we didn't have trades – or I didn't really have access to, or I didn't, I couldn't find them. They were hard to find. Yeah. They were Mirage published. They yeah. were, it's not like they were everywhere. So. so a lot of this was, a lot of 2K3 was my first big introduction to a oh, lot of the Mirage wow. stuff. Yeah. So I think that's why I love it so much. They then infiltrate another building mm-hmm. using their, their, their buddies, April and Casey. This time Casey is the diversion. Yeah. He goes downstairs and starts complaining about what was it? A busted toaster. Busted toaster. Yeah. Classic dumb Casey moment, just yeah. just willing to fight to do whatever needs to be done. Turtles sneak in through a hologram vent thing. Well, well they uh, they do the uh, the tight rope the uh, tight rope walking mm-hmm. onto the roof, and they uh, oh, how do they distract the security? The pigeon puppet. Oh, that was this up. Ep- yeah, it's back. They yeah, pigeon mm-hmm. puppet, and and I distinctively remember watching. I think it was like little turtle moments, like in between episodes and stuff, like yeah. or on the DVD or one of the DVDs that Laird fought really hard to put that in there. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. I it's mean, dumb and it's fun. You know, these two episodes could have been one. They could have, like even more so than Shredder Strikes Back, mm-hmm. because we learn a lot about the Guardians. We learn a lot about what they are, where they come from, what they're doing, and that they're actually. Utrams. Yep. We finally learned that. We learned that that's why they're so uh, worried about the Shredder recovering that uh, Lost exoskeleton yeah. out of the out of the out of, out of the bay. We find out that oh, these are brain things that come out of the torsos of robots. Yeah. Which, again, upon first viewing, if you if you if you have absolutely no context. Of anything in this series, mm-hmm. that is bonkers. It is bonkers. It's, that is insane. Yeah. And these turtles sneaking into this 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 building that has you know been there for I guess they've existed. They said for centuries without mm-hmm. being noticed. And uncovering the secret of these basically just weirdos mm-hmm. at the peak of their season at the very end, like this is the grand finale of season one. Yeah. 
only to be disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> teleported, transported, tra- like trans transmatted. Yeah. Or if you had no knowledge to it, <laughs> killed, just killed, killed, just zapped, just into, zapped into oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's such a great way to end the season. It's a, it's a good cliffhanger. Yeah, I was like, I remember watching it. And I was like, oh, what? What's happening right now? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and of course, the, you know, they they sneak their way in. Uh, they they find Splinter, who's in what is like a techno like a, like a stasis stasis kind of like uh, kind of like uh, Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back. There's a lot of similarities to this episode and issues three and four mm-hmm. or. Th- Three and four? Yeah, three and four. Mm-hmm. You know, they sneak into T-Sarai to try to find Splinter. They find him. They freak out. They find the Utrams. There's that shock of what is going on. Mm-hmm. There's some really cool fights, and then they accidentally get teleported. Yeah. All of those things happen in both both versions. Just like the the, the other episodes here that have, that were adapted from the, the comic, it's true enough mm-hmm. to you know, directly call back to certain aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it adds enough with the guardian stuff and, uh, seeing a lot of the behind the scenes, Utram, uh, conversations, uh, and just an, un- just a fleshing out of who they are mm-hmm. that it's a, well, there's the, the additions are welcome. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing about, and this will probably be my, my last point, about the search for Splinter. Uh, one thing, they didn't do a really good job of hiding that the Utrams were good guys. Mm-hmm. Like, in the comic book, you know nothing about these guys. Right. They are bad guys. They're these creepy looking brains. Oh my God, we have to save Splinter. Mm-hmm. They've kind of established that the Guardians are good guys. Right. And if the Guardians are working with the Utrams and may be Utrams, then Utrams may be fine. Also, yeah. they've been here for thousands of years and they haven't destroyed anything. They're not obviously not trying to take anything over. Right. They, by adding more backstory, by adding more filler and more to those characters prior to the reveal, you're kind of taking away the shock of, oh my God, we have to fix this. Even a first-time viewer could view could watch this both of these episodes and chalk it up to a misunderstanding mm-hmm. which is what it actually is if it's a misunderstanding you see coming it's not as impactful as one if you don't i can get on get you know, on that too because in yeah. the comic you don't know who the utrams are until they come back it's freaky looking dudes until they are saved from dimension whatever mm-hmm. you don't know that they're gonna end up being the good guys we didn't get to see that, like on the uh, like one of the covers, that beautiful fight where Donnie smashed one of their heads with his bow. Yep. Yeah, that would have been really nice to have seen. Yeah, and that's one thing that this this series didn't do a lot of. Didn't do a lot of like panel for panel recreations. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because they could have. That would have been nice, but they didn't. And that's it's again not a strike against it, not a complaint, right? Just a description. They didn't do a lot of that. Yeah. Fan-freaking-tastic way to end the season. Oh, yeah. Final thoughts. Season 1, 2K3, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV show. It really... Because I had been out of Turtles for such a long time. 
you know, after the show went away in uh, the, you know, the, the 80s show or nine, 80s, 90s, um, and there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of reignited my love yeah. for turtles. I was like, hey, these guys are muscular. They're more, it's a little bit more serious. I'm like, what is this? And I just really, really, really got into it. Yeah. And uh, in fact, when I had gone to a um, convention, I think it was in North, it's either North or South Carolina. Um, and uh, to meet Peter Laird and a bunch of the other Mirage guys, they had one of the uh, 2K3 prints, and they got them all, mm-hmm. got them all to sign it. I was like, yeah, sign this bad boy. It's great because <laughs> I'm trying to think who did the designs for the 2K3. I know Michael Dooney did a lot of the work on those. Yeah, oh, I love his art. Yeah, really, really love his stuff. But it was very stylized, Michael Dooney. Not like a tradition. Like Michael Dooney draws like very big iterations. This was a very yeah. stylized. A, he was he was drawing it on purpose a certain I way. Have a ton of his prints. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's probably top ten artist for me. Oh for yeah, him. yeah. But yeah, I mean this this was this was fantastic. And so so this, this so let's just say this was your turtles renaissance. Yeah. As for me. This, I really got into Ninja Turtles when Phase 2 started. Mm-hmm. Like when Peter Laird relaunched the com- comic with Volume 4, it kind of reignited everything because I was going to comic shops again, mm-hmm. trying to you know backfill all my old issues. Like I was missing some Archie stuff, stuff and I was like, oh, oh yeah, let me read this Mirage stuff. I've never read this before. And as I was ramping up all of that and reading all of these old arcs, they announced, oh yeah, a new Ninja Turtles show. And I'm like, all right, yeah, let's check this out. Let's and do this. So I, you know, I, I watch it and, and a lot of it lined up with the comics I was reading and, and all the, like having that magic hit literally two or three years apart mm-hmm. kind of solidified my lifelong. I it's like, well, this is my thing now. Yeah. Guess what, everybody? Yeah, I'm a turtles guy. I'm all in. Uh, I I'm sure you were hoping I'd be a Star Wars guy, possibly even a Star Trek guy. Couple of y'all were like, "You should like Spawn." Nah, nah. I'm a turtles guy, and that's yeah. that's that's what that's where I landed. Yeah. And this show was instrumental in doing so. Oh yeah. Uh, and it is really the cornerstone of Phase Two. Phase Two being the Peter Laird years. Um, but what are we talking about next time, Jeff? Oh, that's a very good question, Sergio. I think more comics, aren't we? Uh, yeah, I try to go comics, TV shows, comics, movies, mm-hmm. you know, nothing back to back. And if I remember correctly, it is the next run of the Mirage comics, which ironically will include Return to New York. I think we should have done the comics first. Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Never. This is going to bother me anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we're covering next time. Where can we find you, Jeff? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade uh, in the Brandon Crossgates area of Mississippi. Right down from the Krogers. Down from the Krogers. Down from the Krogers. Um, you know, we do bi-weekly uh, Smash Brothers tournaments, which are still going really strong. Cool, cool. Um, birthday parties, special events. You know, I like to get a lot of unusual and strange 
interesting, fun games for people to play. I think mm-hmm. we're up to like maybe four fifty, five hundred games now. Cool. Getting some uh, new Neo Geo goodness. You, in. Should, you should you should have like a like a, a, a ticker on the wall. I should. It's like up oh, new game, new games. Got new games. Um, you know we've we've been doing some horror movie game, uh, not horror movie, horror game nights, which have been uh, mm-hmm. pretty well received and. Like classics, like a lot, a lot of smattering of different things, and um, you know, it's a, a great environment to uh, if you're a nerd or geek or gamer, just to come out, support us, uh, you know, support the local scene, and enjoy and have a lot of fun playing games, talking nerd stuff, and and relaxing. and I, I don't, I don't think we talk enough about how your place is a safe space for that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, people, you know, you got a hard work week, school stressful. All of that, you leave it at the door, you come in, you have a good time, you turn all that off. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's actually been a safe haven for a lot of people. feel really good. place has good uh, vibes. Very good vibes. All the positives, no negatives. <laughs> so. Cool. I'm Sergio, the Reality Breach guy. Uh, and I guess for all of our stuff, just visit realitybreach.com. Uh, I could go on, plug all kinds of stuff. I'm not going to do that. We're short on time. But... Reality Breach is a podcast network. It's also a podcast. It's also a local spotlight thing. We have all kinds of stuff, including what you're listening to right now, the Shellheads podcast. All of it can be found on iTunes. can be found on, uh, I guess it's called Apple Podcasts now, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts. If you just Google us, you'll find us. So check that out. Um, until next time. As we discussed earlier, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.